We are the girls from Boxcar A, and we're here to talk and teach about The Walking Dead with you. Hi, I'm Pamela. And I'm Taya. And welcome to episode 13, lucky number 13, of The Girls in Boxcar A, where tonight we're going to review the first half of season six of Fear the Walking Dead, the first full season of World Beyond, and discuss some news about the extended season 10 of the original series of The Walking Dead. Indeed. It's been a while, but we're back, babies. We have a lot (laughs) to talk about with all the shows, all the things. Also, some good stuff about as Pam says, so let's hop right on in. Yay! Okay, so we're going to start with the um, first half of season six of Fear. Mm -hmm. And Tay is going to take the lead on this one because I'm having an issue really getting into Fear. So um, she's she's much more um, equipped to talk about it than I at this point. So Tay, why don't you take it? Just for... I'm going to say all the seasons of Fear of the Walking Dead, I have consistently hated Strand, and I still hate Strand. (laughs) He's a strong character, and I love Coleman Domingo, but honestly, I think Strand is actually the supervillain. The supervillain that we've seen on all the shows, because even though he's with the group that we're rooting for, he's for himself. And he always has been, and he's terrible. I just hate him. <laughs> and I really can't stress that enough. But now that that's out of the way, I also hate Jenny, of course. What an asshole. Yeah. The season has had some really good moments. The cast is killing it. But I don't care for this agenda of vagueness that is becoming widespread on this show. Why did she split them up? Why did she try to kill Morgan? What was all that warehouse fake-out bullshit with having them clear walkers (laughs) to get to a weapon that really wasn't there? Why is she pinning gold keys on whomever plays by her rules? It's like giving a kindergartner a gold star in school, and it's just, it doesn't mean anything. It's just silly. Mm -hmm. What, What is she even doing? To me, personally, the name of the game is survival. You want to grow your communities with good people who have the same goal, like Rick tried to, like George Mm -hmm. and Maggie are doing. So I don't understand what's with the intimidating people, hunting them down and killing them. If they want to leave, torturing them. It's just weird. Same with the end is the beginning people that are going around spray painting that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're doing. Does she know what they're doing? <laughs> I, I, I don't. It, it's just so vague. It's to the point of confusing. Were they people that were with her and they left and they're trying to sabotage her to end everything? Or do they want to begin something better without her involvement because they hate her? It's just so vague it's distracting. From- Is it more clever of the to the sake of being, you know, for the sake of being clever? I don't even think it's clever for the sake of being clever. It's not really 
it's not really it's not clever. clever. Yeah, it's confusing yeah. because nobody knows what anyone's doing besides our core group. Mm-hmm. Now, with other and Jenny is a villain, you know, in mm-hmm. in the eyes of the viewer, I, I'm guessing she is to me. I mean, the way she shot Morgan and, like I said, split everyone mm-hmm. up. Now, the governor, Negan, and Alpha, of course, all villains, but they were transparent in their villainy. <laughs> what, you, yeah. what you see is what you get. And actually, they all had kind of the, the same goal. And yeah, they would also hunt your ass down, too, if you left. But they were mm-hmm. transparent about it. And what they were trying to do is to keep their, their people together. Like Negan always said, people are a resource. That's why yeah. he didn't want them well, to survive. Yeah, going anywhere. And even though the governor was a little shady, you know, and didn't let the whole community see his true villainy, he did have the Walker Fight Club. So no one's mistaking him for Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I feel like everybody knew, kind of knew what they were in for. But Jenny is holding pregnant Grace hostage to get Morgan. And to me, that's just kind of, kind of odd. I don't even understand why she's got such a hard on for Morgan (laughs) 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 to set out to kill him and send that bounty hunter after him. That doesn't make any, Morgan's perfectly lovable. I don't know what her her deal is. Does she think he'll take over? Nothing is really made clear no motive yeah but they clearly don't want to be there um al and dwight didn't want to be there and here's an idea no one wants to be there just let them go and don't hunt them down (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i would not force people to stay in my neighborhood like if if some people (laughs) some people moved into my neighborhood and decided they didn't like it I couldn't imagine Mm -hmm. saying well you have to stay if you don't I'm gonna hunt you down tie you up Mm -hmm. and let monsters eat you Mm. it's just really odd to me how she doesn't want people to leave and it you know it could because it doesn't seem like I said like with Negan and with the governor growing the community and make making them stronger because something shady is going on with her i just don't like i would like to know what's going on with that other group what did walter do that was so egregious that she had the bounty hunter get his head and put it in a box <laughs> i i don't <laughs> I, i'm just not liking that but so far for this half of the season i feel like the best episodes were the one with dwight and al and Sherry, because Austin and Maggie, that play Dwight and Al, have a really easy chemistry, like that they yeah. are brother and sister, and I'm totally buying that, the way that they kind of play off each other, and even when he was being a jerk and deciding <laughs> to do things on his own, and he left Al and Morgan in that area where they were torturing that guy with the with the dog mm-hmm. and the, my first thought was oh, man Dwight don't make me not like you again but you could see <laughs> it was just in desperation to keep Sherry safe and to keep them together so his his heart was still in the right place um mm-hmm. 
and I was disappointed that Sherry opted to stay with the mask people. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> if Jenny recognizes us, she's going to kill us, so we're going to wear these masks, and she's going to want to kill us anyway because <laughs> we won't go with her group. It was just dumb. But I think they'll, I'll think they'll reunite, reunite again, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that after that they stay together and they don't decide to kill one of them off because I like I like them together a lot yeah and uh just really cracked me up when they found those walkers and dressed them like <laughs> like Dwight and Al <laughs> so Jenny would think they were dead I don't know <laughs> as soon as they put Al's hat on one of them it just I was just laughing I thought that that was really really a nice touch and <laughs> I thought that was really... You You seem to like walkers dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's adorable. Especially, you know, the way that they were tied up their hands and, you know, just dressed them like Dwight and Al. I just, that was, just struck me as funny for some reason and beat them in the face so that... <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of Rick punching those walker heads in the face so the nose would be broken and it would look like Gregory. Yep. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Got a big kick out of that, and I'm also loving Morgan and Daniel. Of course, always. I think I yeah. wish that they had more than just little bits and pieces of scenes together. Yeah, because I really think that they would be a good duo. And yeah, I've I've always loved Daniel. And finally, finally, I think this is a Morgan that everyone can get behind because he's stable without being Zen. He's doing the right thing. He's focusing on Grace and the baby and the new safe place. And it's really grounded him. And I like the hat he's wearing. I think that <laughs> I think that it's for me, it's reminiscent of Rick always putting on his hat. Yeah. And remember when all the walkers were upon him in Atlanta and all of a sudden you see his hand reach and grab his hat, you know, put it back on. And it just Mm kind of reminds me of the change that Morgan is going through, how, Mm -hmm. you know, he took that from the bounty hunter, but he's, uh, you know, that's his badass hat. And I just, (laughs) I just really (laughs) like where that is going. And, you know, finally, I think that, yeah, this is, this is a Morgan we can, we can all like and I don't think that he's going to be slipping into crazy town and then going full cheese maker and all that stuff which (laughs) you know this is I I, you know I don't care for the rent cycle repeat the way that they do with Carol and they were doing the same thing with Morgan right yeah that's not good for anybody I'm really not liking June this season I think it was preposterous for her not to kill Jenny when she had the opportunity Mm-hmm. And just cutting, I mean, she was bitten. She didn't even have to kill her. She just could have waited until she turned and let her people kill her and just said, you know, there mm-hmm. wasn't anything I could do. That's, that, you know, it's a zombie apocalypse. You can always come up with an excuse. <laughs> so, what are they going to do? Perform an autopsy? Letting people live is not a good strategy, usually. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best excuse ever okay she was bitten there was nothing I could do there's nothing we can do for that and they didn't have to know that she had an axe in there she could have hidden it in her pants I don't know it was just silly for <laughs> and her excuse was 
that she wanted to reunite the twins, you know, Sarah and Wendell, mm-hmm. and get a hospital. And she couldn't do that with Jenny gone. Yes, she could have done that with, with Jenny gone <laughs> because whoever would take over for her would probably see the wisdom in having a hospital. Yep. You know, maybe they'd be more re- more reasonable. And Wendell and Sarah could have reunited anyway. I just think that was such a mistake. And now she's lost John because he mm-hmm. left her. And I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't he was telling her how he was struggling being there. It's almost like he has um PTSD because of the thing that happened with Janice. And yeah. he knew Janice was innocent and then you know finding her as a walker and everything and that was really I don't know how June couldn't see how troubled he was and how affected he was by that. And that's her husband. You side with side with your husband instead of saving a psycho. That's the way I feel. <laughs> and John, I feel, was totally right to take that fork in the road and go back to his cabin. And June was wrong. I, I just don't... And... A lot of illogical decisions not just that it's the inconsistencies look look how june was introduced to us john had found her she was at his cabin they knocked boots a little and she disappeared Mm -hmm. because that's what she did and he called her laura at the time so then Mm -hmm. madison finds her and she gives her another fake name you know which probably something that i would do because you know, zombie apocalypse, who's going to know? I name myself something different every day and just expect people to go along with it. <laughs> but then, you know, she tells Madison another fake name. And that was kind of silly, too, because what's she going to do if she would have told her her real name, June? Oh, you're June. You must have. Nobody fucking knows you. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly she's with the vultures at the end of the whole, you know, stadium thing, it was just mm-hmm. nonsensical because she was trying to run again. Mm-hmm. And then she decided to stay with him, and she reunited with John, and told, and now she's married to him. But that was her whole thing: is running away. And now she's with this horrible woman, and suddenly she's a dedicated nurse and doesn't want to run away. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I don't like when they have such inconsistencies. It's it's either one yeah. one way or the other. It seems to me either they're inconsistent, or the you know, or, or they're too consistent. They keep repeating the same thing. Yeah, or yeah. rinse. You know, the rinse repeat repeat, and I just don't understand why they do that. The only <laughs> I feel like the only person they've ever been really consistent with is Strand because he's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it will always be horrible and you know that's it he's the only one that's like consistent every time he even when he has like sort of breakdown mo- like I know that he was really affected when Madis- Madison died mm-hmm. but for two minutes and then he <laughs> he's back to being terrible again because that's who he is and uh, I feel like that they're wasting Alicia. Oh, yeah. 
because <laughs> she got. I hate when they waste a, when they waste a character. Yeah, and they could they could be doing more with her than being Charlie's babysitter. And she got to kill a messed up dude that was modifying the Walkers and missing his family. But how did that mm-hmm. do anything to advance the plot? Yeah. They could have gotten Dakota by having Morgan take her and then Alicia and Charlie finding them and then going with them to their secret safe place. I hate all these pointless wastes of our time and character time. Mm-hmm. That could have they could have spent that episode looking for Dakota, finding her with Morgan, Morgan telling her about the place, and then actually getting back to the place. And settling in or having some kind of plot there so we could see Dwight and Al again I really just want to see Dwight and Al again because I love them (laughs) and they're there and that to me would have been a better use of time than finding this dude this red shirt dude that I knew they were just going to kill anyway (laughs) I mean his antler walkers were cool and all but it it, it was just a waste and a waste of Alicia Yeah, and it could have been could have been better because she could have gotten everybody back there to safety with Morgan and helped him try to come up with something to get Grace out. You know, and, and Jenny's holding her mm-hmm. hostage and now Strand knows and, you know, Strand saying he's doing all this shifty shit to help <laughs> them, but is he? I, I just, there's no way I'm going to trust him. Yeah. He's too for Strand. If Jenny makes it appealing for him to stay there and gives him, keeps giving him perks, that's what he's going to do because yeah. he's her strand. And mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> so we can, I mean, go ahead and rate this first part of season of fear, this season six yep. of fear. Um, I'm doing an eight because even though the actors are getting it done. These little bottle apps are uneven. They lack either logic or they take the longest possible route to get anywhere when it could have been simpler with more character development. And I don't like yeah. that. I want to, I would like to know more about Dakota and what's going on. She said that Jenny killed their parents, but we don't mm-hmm. know why. You know, we don't need a walker with antlers just from Morgan, Alicia, Charlie, and Dakota to get the Morgan safe place or the oil well sabotage for Jenny to lose her hand or the bounty hunter thing. At least the people with the plague were interesting and are filling yes. out the new community, which made, which made sense. That was good for the plot because now Morgan doesn't have to leave baby Morgan and her mama all alone. While he does his badassery trying to get to Grace. You know, (laughs) I just want stuff to, and even though initially that seemed odd for these people to be in that office building all that time, dying of the plague, but not really dying yet. I don't know. (laughs) That was a very slow plague. (laughs) I feel like they didn't have any medicine, it really didn't have you know, good food and really enough of anything, but they were like hanging in there and then they took like one or two doses of medicine and they were all good. But that went somewhere because Dwight and Al were fantastic. 
she got to get to the roof and talk to Isabel mm-hmm. and in doing so found the medicine for those people. They got to save them all. They got them back, like I said, to be with baby Morgan and her mama. That all went somewhere. <laughs> it was yeah. cohesive. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk more about Isabel yeah. soon <laughs> Yeah, and the tie-ins. Um, yeah, I, I could say I didn't even follow it enough to rate, but it, it, I've really, I really started losing interest when they, when they killed off Madison. That's when I really started to lose interest. I've been watching it, but kind of where I normally would really watch it and dissect it and really try to care about the characters. I mean, I, I love Dwight. Um, he he was a good I, he was a good pick to cross over to because yes I yeah and I do like what they're doing with Morgan. Um, I agree that um, Alicia is just a, a waste, you know. And I I really had much higher hopes for her. Now this season, and, uh, since Madison left, this season has been better. I feel like since since that point, um, yeah. Because I like I said I liked Dwight and Morgan and Al yeah. so much that that's appealing, but I hate that everybody split up because yeah. I just think it would be better. It's it's the same mistake that they yeah. did with The Walking Dead too when they kept splitting them up and recycling the same. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it would just be so much better with more yeah. Daniel and I, I you know what yeah. because, well. Oh, Daniel, yes, I have to say I love him, too. Yeah, because yeah. the one thing about him, and, and this is a shame that he's just not in it more, and I know that he's, I know he's spying for Morgan, which is great, mm-hmm. but he's great with Dwight. They have great chemistry, you know, when he gave him his haircut, gave him his shave and all. That was a mm-hmm. really nice moment. He's great with charlie you know when he taught her that song he's great with morgan Mm -hmm. he's just such a good character and i wish he was on and i know ruben ruben is busy because he Mm -hmm. um he's also a singer you know doing albums he's probably not touring now but i know you know he has been in the past but i would just like to i would love for him to have more to do and i would like for them to be more together this splitting up uh, I've just and I don't understand because that's been one of the chief complaints from fans and I don't understand Gimple taking that information saying let's do it let's do more (laughs) yeah (laughs) that dude what you know what the hell (laughs) what is wrong with him so yeah I just want things to go somewhere like that um episode with with Dwight and Al that was uh that was good yeah that was good and I would like to see more of that so I'm hoping second half of the season oh and Luciana with the whole oil well thing I don't understand why she's running it in the first place because (laughs) was she an oil baron before I don't know I just it's it seems it seems like an odd choice and then in the episode where they were there and the sabotage happened, it I thought it was going to focus on her, and then it totally focused on June. 
you saw yeah. Luciana every once in a while covered with a little bit of oil, and that was it. <laughs> and then Wes got impaled with that piece of metal bar or whatever it was, and then he was gone. And I liked Wes. He was a he was yeah. a interesting character with his art and everything. And when they first found him, and then mm-hmm. he gets impaled a little, passes out, and he's gone. I just <laughs> they introduce characters who. I find interesting and I'd like to see a little bit more of them and, and we get nothing. It's just the same yeah. like filler of you know modify the walkers guy and that just doesn't it doesn't do it for me. I'd rather see the characters they already have instead of introducing somebody just to kill them all that doesn't even further yeah. the plot. And, and actually do something with those characters. Yeah. yeah. I just I just don't get that. And I yeah. would like to see what's going on with Dakota and why she hates her sister. And and I really, I have to say, Nora, the woman they found in the office, it's like the leader of the office people. Oh, yeah. yeah. She knows how to wear a blazer. And <laughs> <laughs> We're getting back to blazers. Yeah, she could teach Luke a couple of things. All I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, I... Uh, I I have high hopes for the second part, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, see if it uh, ties everything together. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. would like to see more of that instead of wasting our time with pointless characters and stupidity. Just that whole <laughs> warehouse thing, and uh, <laughs> you know when they killed that when self-serving Strand, of course, killed that poor dude and. <laughs> to save everyone but I, I just I just can't yeah the guy was kind of cowardly but did he deserve to be eaten alive and for Strand he just doesn't have any conscience I, I just hate Strand ending it the way you began it yeah. you hate Strand yeah, always <laughs> there, there's no redeeming him and I do. I really think he's the supervillain because he comes mm-hmm. at you all schmoozy and smiling like yeah. your friend and he's going to do you the biggest favor and he'll always sell you out. And it's like he said mm-hmm. to Madison at the start of the show. I think I, yeah. I want to say it was probably the second season. I'm not sure because the first season was so short. I'm yeah. not sure, but I re- I'll always remember him saying this. I am a seducer of people. Yes. Yep. And he is. And mm-hmm. that's the only thing he's ever been true to. Yeah. He does. He, he seduces people to get what he wants. Yeah. I, I remember him even in the first couple of seasons. I, was, I, I wasn't sure which way they were going to play him. You know, was he going to be a villain or was he going to be the the guy who just uh, the con artist the guy who just you know and he is he's the super villain he's the super villain I mean, look at look at even negan now negan's everybody's yeah. dad and uncle and <laughs> he's this big marshmallow fluff <laughs> and you know not a seducer of people he and he's not yeah. doing those things he really cares for judith obviously he really cares for mm-hmm. Lydia obviously um, he's trying mm-hmm. to redeem himself to be part of that community 
you know, mm-hmm. but he's not doing those things in a selfish way because you know he really he really cares for those at least those two people yeah and he is trying to redeem himself so he can be part of something and he he, he cared for carl too yeah and so yeah and uh but strand yeah seducer of people that's who he is yep all right we can hop on over to world beyond world beyond yeah and i i really got i actually got excited about this so i have a confession um i actually really enjoyed world beyond so going way back to the the first episode which you know we stated in the previous broadcast was a snooze fest and i made fun of it and i called it you know um i don't know saved by the bell and you know hunger games all rolled up into Mm -hmm. one um I really did not like the first episode at all. Um, And it was actually really hard for me to psych myself up for the second episode. But um, I found the characters uh, got very interesting as the series went on. And my opinion about it changed uh, pretty drastically. I'm not saying it's a it's a perfect series. But I, I thought there was a lot of things I was really impressed with. So, I mean, as, as an English teacher, I was really impressed with a lot of the literary illusions that win the series and the way every, it was all set up. So um, there's a lot of parallels between the novel, The Adventures of Huck Finn, and this series. So taking you back to English class back in, you know, 11th grade or whatever. So Huck Finn is a coming of age story. Um, And there's a journey that Huck goes on, both a physical journey along the Mississippi River and also a journey of self-discovery as he learns things about himself and of uh, maturation, maturing. Okay, uh, learning to let other people into his life, um, not living just for himself. And that's, you know, that's basically what what Huck Finn is about, is him discovering all of this as he travels along the Mississippi River. So I felt World Beyond really picked up on that theme. Now, obviously, the, the backstory, not so coincidentally, a character named Huck, she was found floating on the Mississippi River on a raft. And Huck, of course, travels the Mississippi River on the raft, the Huck Finn, uh, from the novel. Also in the episode, Madman Across the Water is a direct reference to Huck Finn with their plan to build a raft in order to cross the Mississippi River. And Felix's friend... Uh, plan. I'm sorry, Felix's plan to ride along the Mississippi River and then turn up the Missouri River to bring all of them back home. That is also a direct reference to the novel because Huck Finn wanted to do the same thing when he was traveling with the runaway slave Jim. He wanted to trick Jim and basically take a U-turn and go up the Missouri River to take um, Jim back to his uh, to his owner. So there was a lot of parallels there I picked up on, which I just thought really fascinating. And then when you take a look at the whole story of 
world beyond it really is a story of characters who are on a journey of discovery much more so than in the original series so you have a bunch of young characters and they're haunted by something okay hope is trying to discover her talent and her value and dealing with her past actions you have felix um not Felix, I'm sorry. Um, corduroy boy. Um, oh, God. Elton. Elton, I always forget his name. Elton, um, dealing with the loss of his family and his idealized memories of them. You have Silas trying to discover, uh, to, uh, discover if he's really a monster because of his past actions and his anger issues, which we'll get more to in a minute. And you have Felix learning to try, uh, trying to learn to trust. And of course, Huck, we discover, is battling between the loyalty to her friends and the loyalty to the greater good. And as we find out, her mother, who happens to be Elizabeth. Iris is the one character that um, I, I really don't understand her personal journey. She seems to me to be um, what we call a uh, an archetype character, a goddess, which is basically just a good character in which all her instincts are good, all her motives are pure. Um, the most I can say about Iris is she's trying to find her voice as a leader, but I'm I'm just not buying it much. I don't think it comes off well. But all the other characters I see um, going through this journey of self-discovery, very similar to what Huck Finn did. And once again, no coincidence, they have to cross the Mississippi River at some point. Um, I like how they're dealing with something in their past, an action that they did or someone that they lost. Uh, one of my complaints about the original series is they seem to get over tragedy like really quick, like a family member dies. You maybe had half a episode of them mourning that person and then they just kind of move on you didn't see too much of the results of post-traumatic stress disorder in the original series but these characters really seem to have it they're dealing with some real shit you got felix's family disowning him hope uh, murdering elton's mother silas murdering his father huck's backstory of killing her um, battalion in order to save civilians i mean really deep shit that they're still dealing with 10 years later and another thing i really like is their appropriate revealing of exposition through the use of of uh, flashbacks it doesn't seem to be overused to me and i'm really thankful that they're not relying on standalone episodes in order to reveal the backstory of a character. One of the things that you and I've discussed is that the standalone episodes in the original series tend to be hit or miss. Yeah. And um, I, I really like how they're weaving flashbacks seamlessly into the stories. Um, I feel we're getting to know these characters. We're getting to know their struggles. My two favorite episodes were Truth or Dare and The Sky is a Graveyard. Truth or Dare is the one where we um, find out Huck's backstory. 
and the sky is a graveyard is the one where we figure out um, Silas's backstory. Um, and I just found that they were both riveting. Um, I'm very much team Elton. Me too, man. I love Elton. I think he is an unsung hero. And once again, going back into my English teacher mode here, his corduroy outfit to me is a flashback or a a throwback to a scene in the novel Huck Finn, where Huck Finn is dressed up to go to church. And he's dressed up in what he thinks is this ridiculous outfit. And to me, Elton looks like a Huck Finn. If I were to put Elton into a pair of overalls and stick him on a raft, he would be my Huck Finn. I don't know if that's purposeful or what that is, but uh, it just, to me, he looks like a Huck Finn. I love how he's evolved. I love how he's willing to go the distance. And it, I just, I mean, I, I really like Elton as a character. I also really like Silas as a character. Um, the Walking Dead loves its of Mice and Men references. And uh, Silas reminds me of um, obviously Lenny from of Mice and Men. And uh, you can connect him with Lizzie from The Walking Dead in a lot of ways, because Lizzie was very much connected with Lenny as well. Um, I mean, in in Lizzie's case, she was completely psycho and she was definitely violent. But um, Tyrese and Carol had a very similar discussion on what to do with her. You know, do we leave her behind? You know, what do we do with her? And it was the same discussion they had around Silas. Now, Silas is more of the giant... Um, the gentle giant who doesn't, you know, know his own strength, whereas Lizzie certainly knew what she was doing. Silas has compassion, whereas Lizzie lacked it. Um, but uh, there was there's still a lot of reference there to Of Mice and Men and a lot of connection to, you know, what do you do with, you know, someone with the um, presentation that, Silas has because I believe Silas is probably on the spectrum um what you would call you know classic Mm -hmm. autism um I noticed there's difficulty with eye contact sometimes getting the words out how he uses music specifically to tune out uh impulse control issues um really wanting to belong but not sure how um almost honest to a fault. I, I just, I really liked his character too. Um, I mean, this is not to say the show doesn't have issues. Uh, I think it suffers from the same um, lack of logic <laughs> throughout the, the Walking Dead universe that seems to occur. You know, uh, stupid plans. You know, uh, I, I don't understand if if CRM wanted hope so bad and her father was already there, I don't understand why they couldn't have just gone to hope and say, hey, you're wicked smart and we could really use your help and you could really help your dad. Why don't you come on over? Seems like a win-win to me. I don't know why they had to uh, trick her into taking this long and very dangerous journey, which could have killed the asset 
um, it, it, it just seems very illogical to me, but I guess if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't have the entire <laughs> first season of yeah. the show. But still, that's what the whole thing was sense. about. But yeah, but it doesn't make sense. The entire premise of um, going on this journey to get hope to CRM is it's just flawed. You know, the, the entire backbone, the entire reason for the, for this, for the whole journey they're on is actually flawed. Um, and, and I, I still can't figure out why the hell they would kill every one of the it campus colony. It, it, it's, it, I, I know that Elizabeth describes them as being a threat, but I don't understand how they're a threat. She even went through a whole monologue about them being a threat, but she never explained why they were a threat. I, I can't figure it out either. So, yeah. you know, and they're, they're very concerned about, you know, the population and, and about mankind getting wiped out. And yet they wipe out a third yeah. <laughs> of, of, yeah, of the human race that they know of anyway. So, uh, and, and the, the writing is very juvenile. A uh, lot of uh, canned lines and, and cliches and, you know, kind of real obvious lines and the kind of, you know, um, I believe in you type of speeches uh, right out of the Hunger Games handbook. But um, it, it, it somehow it kind of worked for me, maybe because the characters were young. And uh, just one more observation. I know that we say we hate the hallucinations and when characters are kind of talking to themselves. Uh, it's very overused in the original ser series, but I thought it really worked in the episode mm -hmm. Deepest Cut with uh, Elton and Percy. I really like how that played off. And I think a lot of that was because of the two actors. I, I thought they, they played it really well. And I, I just thought it was very effective in how it, it really turned Elton around. I agree. And I have some I have some thoughts about that too. Um yeah. I get to. For my part, I liked it better than I did at first. Because that Snooze Fest first <laughs> episode and a half or maybe two, three, I don't know. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> what the hell? The plot makes no sense. How about Hope? Would you like to go visit your father? Okay. <laughs> See how simple that was? Yeah. Pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was a good idea to send her off with Huck and a bunch of kids who have never been outside the walls, putting their valuable asset, and they keep calling her asset, at risk instead of just putting her on a helicopter. That's never, yeah, they wouldn't have the journey and everything, but that's never, ever going to make sense. And not no, even, no. not even putting Huck in there as the traitor makes sense because they were already familiar with the CRM. And remember she had come there to visit them and, you know, whatever in the early episodes and mm -hmm. got drunk and was telling the girls about their dad, blah, 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 all that crazy stuff oh, yeah. which come to find out yeah that just reminds me in, in when we did the podcast for the first episode we said why would she give them a map why would she yeah. give them a map 
Now we find out that the map was all a setup to get them to yeah, go so on this journey. That, but she was there, and they knew that that's it, where their father was, with you know, helping CRM. So- yeah. So she gives the girls a secret map to a location that no one is supposed to know about, so that the asset can take the yeah, journey so to why get there. Didn't she just say, "Hey, <laughs> I'm going back to where your dad is. Would you like to come yeah. with me?" Yeah, we'll put you on a helicopter and blindfold you so you won't see our super se- yeah, secret location. And, you know, they're saying mankind <laughs> is going to be extinct in 15 years. Let's kill 9,000 people in a thriving colony. That's never going to make sense either. That colony no. <laughs> was not a threat. They were working. No, they I... were going to school. They were taking care of their families. I don't, I don't think that they had scientists there working on any I don't even think that they had weapons like each like individual family and stuff just you know like Felix and the rest of the security but that was for walkers they weren't you know they were just living their little lives it doesn't make sense to me yeah if anything they would have been good subjects like if it was all about power it's weird how she I We'll never understand how they were a threat. They weren't doing anything. When she showed up there, Mm -hmm. they were welcoming. Nobody, well, except the Mm -hmm. kids had their little signs, like they were all all pissed off and everything. But kids, yeah. Mostly hope. She was mad because they took her dad. So, you know, I don't know. To me, to Felix being the traitor would have made more sense. I would have hated it, but I think that it would have made more sense because he was already there but maybe it would have been easy to turn him because dr bennett was his mentor and they also took his boyfriend will so it would have made a little more Mm -hmm. sense that he would be pissed off at everything and want to want to do something to get back at them but Huck doing it because mm-hmm. she's, I don't know, has daddy issues. Well, because she's Elizabeth's yeah, she, daughter. She's doing it to prove but herself she really doesn't to seem her mother. To like her, and she's got the daddy issues. So, you know, and she's obviously conflicted because I do believe that she cares for Felix and some of the other kids. Oh and yeah, she was honestly trying to say them, but that, but that wouldn't have worked either because. They would have continued to New York, even if, if they would have, you know, she would have taken hope flawlessly and left. Iris wouldn't have just let that go. I don't think, you know, they're letting it go now. They would have continued to New York because that's Iris's father, too. So either CRM would have caught them now or then. So I think she was mm-hmm. hoping they would go home because if you remember the scene with her and her mother there at the end she has no idea that everyone is dead back at that campus colony so right yes yeah that, you know they would go back there it, it just it was really the dumbest way so what, so what was so what was elizabeth going to do was elizabeth yes. going to kill iris once iris and hope I, I showed up so. i mean it that's not that's not a good way to I get think hope on she your actually side. Actually, already was hoping <laughs> that Huck killed everyone, but you know Huck just mm-hmm. split them up and hoping hoping that they would go home, not knowing that they have no home to go back to. 
But at the end of the day, it was really, mm-hmm. really the dumbest way to get Hope to New York. And, yeah, um, yeah. And I don't understand also, just that this really drove me crazy. Why the coded message? Why did there have to be a coded message to Huck? She was meeting with her mother at yeah, rendezvous points anyway. The walkie that had, you know, the frequency yeah. to talk to her mother without anyone else hearing. So, yep. So I, so I don't understand the code other than hope uncovering the code, I guess. It, you know, a, a plot device for hope to figure out that. Yeah, and I feel like there had to be another way to figure that out, especially if she's a super genius. Yes, yeah. Um, Right, uh, right. Moving on to Elton, he's a little hero. Initially, I was hating on him because of the awful (laughs) suit, but he's the dude. He is. He is the dude. I love him. Set out to find proof of his innocence, tracked him down after he left, saved Percy, did a ring around the rosies with some walkers, which was hilarious. The way he ran around them and tied them up. <laughs> I, the I loved that. When they were laying on the ground, those two people that were playing the walkers together, kind of the way that they were moving. <laughs> that, that just cracked me up. That was so funny. And when he yeah. was first running around him, I was like, what is he even doing? You know, but. <laughs> well, when he took out his little fishing. Um fishing yeah, pole, portable fishing pole i was like How's i thought that, that too help? i was like what what the heck is he doing but that was pretty genius because taking on two of them yeah. he would have had a you know more more risk of of getting bitten so that was kind of that was just smart for him to do mm-hmm. that and that's one of the things with these kids being mm-hmm. safe behind the wall they've never really had to face walkers so that's why they're so bad at killing them which is at least consistent mm-hmm. but it was just so, so cute and hilarious to see him tie them up and them on the ground like they reminded me of fish out of water <laughs> like being a little mm-hmm. floppy <laughs> every time I think about it I kind of chuckle <laughs> so but the whole thing with his mom I thought was really heartbreaking and I like oh, him was, he's yeah. so smart because he immediately saw that you know Hope was just a little kid so he doesn't yeah. blame her. He's not holding it against her. And who he's mad at is his mother. It's his mother. Is, yeah. Which is appropriate. And that's something that you expect maybe from an adult having that kind of reasoning. But for him to, you know, just come to that conclusion right away and have that conversation with Percy. And his hallucination is something I can live with because. Percy was number one, still alive, <laughs> and number two, physically there. He wasn't just dreaming up somebody yeah. to <laughs> talk to, like Carol, and you know, thinking up Alpha and mm-hmm. all the other hallucinations we've seen in the past. Whisper yeah, voices, Percy was yeah. There and Elton needed to get that out and work that out for himself. Yeah, I, I just, I really love that scene, that that sequence between the two of them. I think both yeah. of them did such a such a great job and I, I the the Elton mother issue he had her built up to such a perfect yeah. figure that to find out that she killed someone 
was just so crushing to him. It was more crushing to him to find out that his mother wasn't this perfect angelic figure than it was to find out that his love interest Mm -hmm. killed his mother. And (laughs) uh, I just want to hug him. I felt so sorry for him. And um, I think, though, that he, in getting that out, that's the reason that he was able to save Percy because mm. he he let that go when he was in a better state of mind having been able to yeah. say that to someone without saying it to someone since Percy was unconscious and mm-hmm. getting the advice as as Percy from himself and talking his way out of yeah. it I thought those were really good scenes and I really like Elton. Do, do you feel he's the voice of um, the the voice, no, the moral that. voice? Don't, do not of the group. Don't go there. You're gonna think. <laughs> I'm jinx. I'm worried. I am worried. Oh, oh yeah, I, God, I love him, and I'm sorry. I do like him in the little corduroy suit. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's adorable. He and um, <laughs> they should have killed Huck. Anyway, I just <laughs> that just made me think of it. I was just thinking <laughs> about how none of them have died, and I was thinking I was really hoping mm-hmm. that it was Huck. Um, I, I, you know what? I was worried um, about Silas when Silas said that he was going to save them. Um, I was really worried that the that that was going to be the end for Silas that Silas is you know he conquered his demons he realized he's really a good person and now he's willing to do that that Hordor moment yeah. <laughs> that's my other nickname for him is Hordor <laughs> you know that that was he was gonna sacrifice himself for well, the rest I'm of the still, group and he he did yeah, just not kind of worried about him now because what are they gonna what are they gonna do with oh him? I'm very worried um yeah they killed all those people back in that colony and all those mm-hmm. other kids that were with with them were expendable Elizabeth said so mm-hmm. um, and I think him giving himself up to CRM was a mistake they should have left through that fence made sure the blood trail ended mm-hmm. in a walker you know they would have found one or whatever they probably even could have found one close by and like stuck it in the fence and just dripped some blood on it or whatever and that would have taken care of that mm-hmm. I mean they but he put, he cut his head. Yes, he, he purposely cut his head. I think that they I think could he... have because it was um Percy's blood trail that they were following. But what I'm saying is he could have mm-hmm. left with them if they could have found a walker and put some blood on it or cut it somewhere mm-hmm. and made it look like that's where the blood were, yeah. was coming from. Serum would have left mm-hmm. them alone. And I just think it was a mistake yeah. for him to because now now I'm worried about what happen to him yeah well i mean logically he should get killed immediately but we're now thinking of the fact that they tend not to take logical roots around here so they'll probably bring him to elizabeth maybe (laughs) maybe they want to see if he knows something or you know whatever um yeah so i'm not sure but that's who i'm like most worried about yeah, I I do think he's gonna. I think he's gonna end up uh, at the CRM with Hope, though. 
I think we're going to see a couple of episodes, just kind of prediction land here. I think we're going to see a couple. It might not be where she is because they obviously have communities everywhere, but, you know, maybe he'll, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping maybe he'll escape because we've seen him like. Well, the the plan seems to be to bring hope to her father because uh, Sandwich Lady there. Yeah, she's definitely Uh, going. (laughs) Oh, she no, was no, she I was rehearsing telling what Leo with him. There are other communities, so yeah. they, they could. Oh 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 could okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Else, I... where I'm thinking that he might have the opportunity to escape. I mean, we saw that he beat his father to death. So if he could just if he could just get one guard alone, maybe he could you know get out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so they may not take him all the way to New York. There mm-hmm. may be some area that they have him there. Gotcha. I don't I think Elton is yep. going to give up on him, our little hero Elton. <laughs> so maybe him and Percy mm-hmm. are hanging back, and they'll find out where Silas is. And you know, so I'm counting on Elton. I'm really putting, mm-hmm. really putting all my faith in that kid. Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah. But wherever Leo Leo is in New York, I hope his sandwich eating, wine drinking, bad bean making bitch of a girlfriend gets hers, because. First of all, <laughs> she's having delicious sandwiches while she's making him gross hard lentils. And secondly, she's shagging him <laughs> and she still ratted him out because his daughter's smart. Yeah. It, it, that, mm-hmm. that betrayal to me makes no sense because they seem like they've been together for a while and it seems like they're in love. What the mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> she's I don't, I don't get that. Why wouldn't she just suggest to him, hey, you seem like you're really missing your girls. Why don't you have them come up for a visit instead of locking him up? And he probably would have forgotten all about that missing doctor that we all know is a walker now. You know? Um, yeah. Oh, we should add, though, that um, for obviously people maybe did not catch it, that we know what the, the yeah. A versus the B is. The A are the test subjects. And yeah, so, and that's what happened, you know, to that doctor. But she, Mm -hmm. she could have got him a girlfriend that doesn't know how to distract her man. Shame on her. You know, she could (laughs) have sexed him up a little. And then afterwards, she should have said, you know what? You should send for Hope and Iris. And he would have forgot. He would have. He would have forgotten all that all about that doctor so now you know he's back behind that glass and they're not letting us see because we don't know if he's tied up or we don't know if he's a walker now i'm thinking that he's probably Mm -hmm. not a walker because if hope came there and found out that her father was reanimated she's not going to help them yes yeah no 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 and that's mm-hmm. also why, you know, I don't. But they want they want his brain yeah, they too want, because they do to want work him together. So working yeah, so on to yeah. me that wouldn't make much sense that they have killed him and let him turn to be a test subject. And I don't really understand what the whole thing mm-hmm. is. What do they think that are they having hope look for a zombie virus va- vaccine? Um, you know, I don't know what that they're. What that they're working on. Now I wish yeah. that 
everything didn't have to yeah. be quite such a mystery, you know. But um, I had yeah. no use for Hope or Iris until that last episode. But I do like them much better now. I thought it was adorable showing them when they were little kids and the reveal that Iris yes. was helping out Hope in little ways all along, that she's also smart. And Yeah. But I think we are we already knew that Iris was yeah, smart. But... So having her help Hope, I thought kind of took away from from Hope. I mean, I can understand making them a, uh, what do they call it? Like a dichotomy where, where, you know, there's two parts to the same whole. I get that. I, I like that concept. But I, I don't know. The idea that Iris is kind of helping Hope along here and there, it, it just didn't, it, it just didn't work for me. I, I felt it diminished from Hope's Oh, I really like special it. Talents. why. Remember when they were infants yeah. and the Bennets went in and to see Iris, their baby, and they asked about Hope. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, they've been like, yep. you know, just inseparable, helping each other. Helping each other. And yeah. I thought that was sweet mm-hmm. that even though obviously they're not biological sisters, I, I think it that they still had that bond. And yeah. I see. I think that could have worked, but I don't like the way they showed it. So, throughout the entire series so far, Hope has been the. I'm sorry, Iris has been the one that everyone has looked at as the good sister, the smart sister, the leader. Okay, and Hope has been the troublemaker. Okay, and even how she tried to get her father's attention, doing things like stink bombs and, you know, putting laxatives in teachers' drinks and, you know, things like that. That's how she would try to get her father's attention. You know, that old adage, mm-hmm. bad attention is better yeah. than no attention at all. Because Iris was always getting the attention. In Hope's mind. And maybe it was it was true just because of Hope's... Um, insecurities about herself that another actually. way too is because a lot of kids that are bored in school because they're not being mm-hmm. challenged or simulated will do stuff like that yeah they act out their, yeah, they act out their mind is going 10,000 times faster than everyone around them so they do these kind of things mm-hmm. not because they're bad but because they're trying to stimulate their mind and so yep. I saw that in her too and when they were babies and yeah. had that bond I thought that was sweet and to see you know little mm-hmm. Iris going in and just pointing at one thing for hope and giving her a boost I just thought that that was that was sweet because even though they were at odds mm-hmm now that they're teens, now that they're older or whatever, they do still have that bond and they do need each other and they do like work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think they do work together and I do think they support each other. I just think showing Iris is having helped hope out all the time. And it looked like it was almost like not quite behind her father's back, but you know how she snuck in and she helped something with the computer 
and then Leo thought that it was Hope that did it on her own. I don't know. I just thought it was a little... I don't know. I didn't like the way it played. I thought it either it should have been obvious or maybe not so obvious. I don't, I don't know. I don't like the way it played, that it looked like it was almost taking away. I really liked That's it. the way I and saw it. Also, is that remember, it was t- Mrs. Bennett had said after Dr. Bennett had made the comment about Hope being special or whatever, and she Hope said both of them are special. Yeah. So I took that as, you know what? Moms yeah. know. You know, she maybe she saw mm. what he was missing and the way that mm-hmm. I didn't see it as like Iris, like sneaking in to help her. She just like walked right up with a little smile on her, you know, cute little face and just pointed at it mm. and, you know, hope connected it or whatever. Her face lit up and Iris was like, okay, now I'm going to go <laughs> fuck off and do something else. And, you know, just that because she didn't see it mm-hmm. as really helping Iris so much as this is what that they do. This is what that they do. They're, they're always mm-hmm. there for each other. And I, that. Yeah. I, I just don't think it played as well for me. I do. I did like their relationship at the end and I did like um, hope saying the Iris, you know, we are the, um, we are the asset. Yeah, that's as opposed what, to just that's her. That's what actually made me start liking them. The whole story with them as babies and being there for each other and all. Mm-hmm. Because when they were in the house and mm-hmm. um, Iris was like, I think something's up with Huck. And Hope already knew that. And she was like, no, no, no. Because she was trying mm-hmm. to protect her sister. But they, you know, they both knew. They both mm-hmm. knew the same thing. And that's the way it was for them, like, since they were babies. And even though that they were, Hope was denying it to her to protect her, they both still knew the same thing. And that's, that's what I took away from that, that they're Mm -hmm. almost like, almost like a twin thing. Like people decide to, yeah. I I was thinking that, that yeah. I was thinking that. I, I just liked it. I thought that was really amazing. And then at the end, mm-hmm. like you said, what, what she said to Iris about them being the asset, and that made that's what made sense to mm-hmm. me. And that's going to be Hope's leverage. Yeah. They have her father thinking, yeah. okay, this is our leverage, and now Hope's going to come here and have to help us. And she's going to be like, oh, well, okay, man, well, I'm going to need Iris because <laughs> I can't do it by myself. Mm-hmm. And, have my father behind glass so you know but so I like them much better now I really really love Felix Felix and Will separately and together mm-hmm. and I'm wondering yep. what made Will get the fuck out of Dodge in New York and abandon that place I'm mm-hmm. guessing it's that they because sandwich lady said that the security detail wouldn't be a problem. Yep. So they got yeah. Dr. Bennett somehow and they either started killing his security detail and he was able to escape, you know, some something, something there. But he's going to be there mm-hmm. in because he knows that place. So I was, I was happy to see him for all kinds of reasons, yes. but I was especially happy for Felix 
But Will seemed to know what what happened at uh, Campus Colony. See, well, Huck doesn't know. I don't. Um, yeah. Huck doesn't know. No. Felix doesn't yeah. know. Because they left before it happened. But so did Will. So how does Will know what happened? I got the distinct impression because Will um, Felix was talking about going back. And Will said something yeah. to him like, you don't know, do you? You know, something along that idea. So I'm wondering if Will yeah, well, found, out found out from someone because what happened at campus currently. The CRM people were there and he's seen them at the place in New York where Dr. Bennett is. So that was what I was I was thinking. He must have maybe he overheard it. Or you know, you know how mm. villains are kind of like smart ass, but they and they, they end up saying something stupid. Maybe that they went to kill the security and said yeah. something like, "Oh, we're gonna kill you like we did those people at Campus Colony," <laughs> and ha ha ha, you know, and twirled, yeah. twirled their villainous mustache, you know, yeah, the so villain reveal something silly like that went yeah. down, but but he definitely knows so. Well, we're gonna have to wait till sometime yeah. next year to find out, because I don't even think they're. Yep. Well, I, I, like I said, I, I really, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to, and I was, um, I actually, I binge, binge watched a couple of the episodes when I rewatched them, which um, is usually an indication that I really like something. So. Uh, I I really got into the characters. I really did, and I'm almost ashamed to admit it. <laughs> it's a what's your your rating? Yeah, yep. So I actually went with an eight out of ten, which for me an eight is actually pretty good. I mean, you know, B minus eighty percent. Um, you know, so uh, I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it much more than I thought. And even given the horrible writing, because I still think that in places, the writing is just, it's very uneven. There are some places where it's good and there are some places where it's just something right out of the Hunger Games. Um, the illogical plans and the wicked slow start. I can't get over how slow the series started. Um, I, you know, personally, I, I love the literary references and the parallels um, I, I really like the Huck Finn and the zombie apocalypse storyline. Um, and, um, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it despite its failings. I'm giving so it eight out of 10. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I've warmed up to most of the characters, <laughs> not you, Huck. And the episodes have improved from that sleep inducing <laughs> beginning. But it's almost as if they hired The Walking Dead's drunk editor and he brought enough booze for everyone. Because just the, <laughs> the chunky way that they're doing some of the things and the nonsensical way that they got in Hope to New York. I would just like to see something that makes sense. And the girlfriend betraying him <laughs> Dr. Bennett suddenly and why'd she bring that wine there just to take it out I guess she's gonna go home without him and eat her damn hard beans and drink a bottle of wine I don't know 
lentils, whatever. They're lentils, lentils. But I love Felix and Silas in that order. And uh, I hope they, they survive the, the next season. I even kind of like Percy. I didn't when I first yeah, met him, okay, but I, I, I like didn't like Percy. Felix, Elton, and Silas are my favorite. No, but... no, no. He's not top three, but I even like him. And what was his uncle's name? Um, Troy? Tony? Tony. Oh, Tony. Tony. I really like Tony. Yeah. I thought Tony was a really good um, good person for Felix to connect with, too. I really like that scene with the two of them like were drinking together. <laughs> you know, when they found him dead. Yeah, I, like, I like Tony. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Those little, little cards laying out all over the place dramatically. Like, whatever. I don't know. I, I think that's because I'm not a, a card trick fan. <laughs> that's just... Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I probably have. You have to be a really good magician to impress me, and I was not impressed. <laughs> so, okay. So there we go. All now right. So to, um, the extended season 10 stuff and things. Season 10 extended. And yeah. For people who don't know, Jeffrey D. Morgan's mm. wife. Yes. Hillary. Real life wife. Burton Morgan is Lucille and um, yeah. Yeah. so be some sort of oh, yeah, background slash flashback be until I believe the episode. The yeah. extra episode um, I have the rundown episode yes. uh, 1017 home mm -hmm. sweet home Maggie has returned with a story she's not ready to share mm -hmm. even when her past catches up to her Megan. So a little bit of about Maggie yeah, um, and what, what she's been up with. to. Um, but we do know that mm -hmm. she has her ninja with her. His name is Elijah. And that's all we know. It's not Beth. It's not mm -hmm. Heath. And I'm mad that I even have to say that. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely not. His name is Elijah. And I don't know where she's got mm -hmm. him or how they met up. Or... Yeah. Yeah. She and needed a sidekick. I really wish I had a ninja sidekick. <laughs> how great would that be? I wish I had a ninja. Okay. So, secondly, Megan, <laughs> Megan's safety is at stake again. And Daryl and Maggie of place course. an unseen and unknown threat. I have no idea what that is either, but I want to go back to the thing about Negan. Mm -hmm. Now, it's very possible that mm -hmm. his safety is threatened because of Maggie. Because she's probably like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? Why is he out? What's going on? Just like in the comic, after yep. the Whisper War, Rick had no choice but to exile Negan. He didn't want to put him back in prison. He didn't want to kill him, but he couldn't stay there because of what he'd done, and mm -hmm. especially because of Maggie. So he kicked him out, and that was the point mm -hmm. where Maggie had Dante hunt him down, and she was going to kill him, but then she changed her mind. But we've already had mm -hmm. that scene, which Scott Gimple ruined, because 
I really looked so forward Gimble to it too. And then to have Negan almost taunting Maggie with what he had done instead of showing remorse and saying to Maggie about Glenn Vi hanging out instead of Maggie being the one to say, you know, what happened what happened with Lucille the last time you saw her and how that her final image of Glenn with him with his eye hanging out. And it was just such a beautiful like comic moment and that was screwed up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's what yep. happens at the end of the Whisper War. I know Jeffrey D. Morgan has another show. Um so but I I mm-hmm. don't know if it's even filming because of COVID so um, I don't know if this yeah. will be it these final six for Jeffrey D. Morgan and if he'll be in season 11 or not but if they stick to the comic and that's his exile as you know we didn't see Negan again in the comic yeah. until Negan mm-hmm. lives of course yeah. um, so that may be right. what, what that's about with his safety being at stake and letting him go. I hope not because I, you know, I mean, that's yeah. not, if that does happen, certainly in the extra six, that's not the, because he gets his standalone episode that we'll get to in a minute. Um, now, right. Episode 18, Find Me. Um, an adventure for Daryl and Carol turns sideways when they come across the old cabin. <laughs> this, this, this is something Ben cannot. I, more cabins. Ben. <laughs> Hi Ben. Cannot handle there Hi, ben. these cabins all over Virginia. <laughs> and I, I've been to Virginia many, many times because it's a neighboring state. I've not seen one cabin so far. <laughs> not a one. So I don't know where all these nope. old cabins are coming from. But they're not in Virginia. If that's not Virginia, powers of be at Walking Dead say so. <laughs> it takes Daryl back to the years when he left the group after Rick disappeared and he relives a time that only the apocalypse could manifest. So we'll get what Daryl was doing during his time that he was away from everyone. So like a flashback, yep. Looking for proof that mm-hmm. Rick died. So um so that should be pretty good. Yeah. But that that should but Carol yeah, that, will be that's with him, interesting so. to me. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Eh. But <laughs> but that'll be nice to see. Yeah. Like yeah. And so she'll be crazy, Carol. Well, actually it wasn't like right after Rick, because we know that the that horrible scars episode happened when Michonne was pregnant. So Daryl was at least like around for that. So I guess after yep. RJ was born and he was out looking for Rick some more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then episode mm-hmm. 19 called One More. Father Gabriel and Aaron search for food and supplies to bring back to Alexandria. Small tragedies lead to bigger tragedies as faith is broken and optimism is fragmented when they are put to the ultimate test. Now, I don't know what's going on there, but... Um, no, no idea. No. I want to say that this might be the episode that Robert Patrick, the Terminator from the second Terminator movie, the, the metal mm-hmm. one, 
Mm-hmm. I think this is the episode that he's yep. in. And from the table read, I know that him, I don't know who, he plays someone named Maze, but it's not clear to me if it's somebody they come across or if it's somebody that's in the community already. But he does ask Father Gabriel mm-hmm. why he still wears the collar and the little priest get up. And Gabriel mm-hmm. has basically said, mm-hmm. sort, sort of to keep his, his, his faith and his anchor, and, you know, it's a sign of something to him. Apparently, Maze has a place that's mm-hmm. full of Bibles, full of Bibles. And Gabriel surmises that that's why that he has all these Bibles. And he's kind of just like you. You know, you're hanging on to the light and the hope. And he said, no, it has thin pages, and that's my toilet paper. So I do know (laughs) that that happens. So if that's, you know, this episode, but I don't know about the small tragedies leading to the bigger ones. I do know filming has wrapped, so I'm expecting some spoilers to be trickling out soon, which will be good for us. Okay, episode nice, 20 nice. is uh, called Splinter. And oh, Princess <laughs> Eugene, Ezekiel, Nico, and Princess <laughs> are captured and separated. Again, with the separating. Why do they do that? Stop separating them. <laughs> Princess yep. struggles with memories of her traumatic past and tries <laughs> to escape one way or another with the help of Ezekiel. Now, see, this is a departure from the comic, of course, because Michonne was there with them comic yeah um, Ezekiel not so much because he was dead from the comic <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see where that's going to go because I, yeah I well anything I with princess, princess I'm going to be interested in yeah and I, I I I think the interaction with princess and uh, Ezekiel in particular is just now fabulous the, yeah, the, yeah. princess and the so king funny, the way that she had said that and he just introduced himself as ezekiel instead of king ezekiel but they haven't in in this little blurb they have not mentioned mercer which i'm kind of disappointed in or stephanie because mm-hmm. i really want i really want to see stephanie and hope she's not dressed like velma dinkle from mm-hmm. scooby-doo <laughs> But I'm hoping to see that. But maybe they're holding off until mm. season 11, which would be understandable. Okay, episode season, 21, season, yeah. Diverge. It's another Carol and Daryl episode. Daryl and Carol come to a fork in a road and head their separate ways. Each going into their own type of survival mode, the easiest of challenges becomes much harder. Will their individual journeys be the tipping point needed to mend their friendship? Or is the distance between them permanent? Well, they have a spinoff, so no. <laughs> the distance between them is no, permanent. Yeah. No, we already know the answer. So, so this is what we can call testing out the sequel. Yeah, I guess. But it's already happening, so I just... Yeah. No, but they're going to test it out anyway. You, you know. Just, you know, test it out. See, you know. Give people a taste. This is this is what it's going to be. Yeah, 
should have died. So epic. But, you know, I love <laughs> Melissa McBride. Don't want to get myself in trouble with her fans, but mm-hmm. I loved Andrea from the comics, but she died. And yeah, yeah, she died. And when it's time to go, it's time to go. Horrible and ripped my heart out of my chest, but it was also, you know, wonderful just the way that it played out. Mm-hmm. And I could cry right now just thinking mm-hmm. about it, <laughs> but it it needed to happen. Even Kirkman. <laughs> It, he didn't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> had to like psych himself. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he loved it. It was his favorite, but his worst. Andrew got the comic scene to write. Yeah, the best was the best. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, so yeah, another character yep. episode. Yeah, number twenty-two is what I'm super excited about. Here's Negan. Yep. Now it says, but Carol's in it. Yeah. This is a lot. Of, this is a lot of Carol. <laughs> Carol takes <laughs> Negan on a journey, hoping to yeah. minimize the increasing tension. Negan reflects on the events that led him to this point and comes to a conclusion about the future. Now, to me, yeah, it sounds to me like I, that sounds like it's going to be the exile one. That she's taking him away to live in his little house that <laughs> that we've seen, and. that's when he's going to we're going to see here's Negan and see Lucille and see what happened with his mistress and Lucille having cancer and dying and you know all that good stuff and I'm really really excited about it but but I would have liked to have seen that in the anthology series and I would have liked to have seen it Mm -hmm. You know, then take that's something that they could have taken their time with, you know, and expanded that in the anthology yeah. series. And I'm kind of sad that it's only getting one episode. And I really do hope, though, that mm. that means the anthology series will have Negan lives. Yeah. So yes, would, that's that's really, what I was really thinking. Really yeah. Like to see that. So that's pretty much yep. all that I've got, though, is the. Uh, what's going on and I know a little bit like from the comic what's going on with some of those episodes but that's all I know for now but I have high hopes that spoilers will be trickling out mm-hmm. as post-production has begun yay the premiere of uh, 10 17 is February 28th Woo-hoo. 28th yep yep so uh something to yeah, look I'm forward to really looking forward <laughs> And when does um, second half know. of fear return? <laughs> Do we have a date yet? No. They okay. might have. And if, t- if <laughs> well, I have. Taya doesn't know. No one to, knows. Um, watch all the Talking Dead yet because they have it on AMC premiere, mm-hmm. which I refuse to get. You hear me, AMC? I'm I'm rebuffing yep. you. I'm not getting premiere. So I haven't caught up on all the <laughs> Talking Dead yet. They may have very well said. But I don't know. So um, mm-hmm. that's all I have for now. They did show a trailer for the second part of Fear, and I'm going to break it down in my little mm-hmm. way that I do <laughs> and uh, share it with my page. So mm-hmm. I'll probably be able to pick up some clues in that and have you know, a couple of Fear tidbits when we come back next time. All right. 
Yep. Sounds good. All right. (laughs) And bye, Ben. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time. We'll we'll have, um, I'm sure we'll come up with some interesting topics. (laughs) Don't know yet, but we'll come up with something. Little fear tidbits and, um, you know, something that's come out post production. But I'll do some sussing. Yep. I'll find out. Okay. And, you know, we still have. We'll have stuff and things somehow. Theme episodes to do with a certain. character that should have been bitten <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> and some other stuff but <laughs> we'll get to it yeah. all right yeah that's it for this time peace out we will <laughs> night all righty we're on easy street and it feels so sweet Oh,